most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane, 1106 a.m. every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750 WSB. We are you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us, because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts, because we want you to be better informed that inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Has that helicopter pilot been charged yet? Not as yet as we speak. Uh, he's due in court later today, and I would assume there would be uh, there could be an array of different charges lodged against him and maybe more later by the FAA or other federal officials as well. It was really interesting because yesterday there had been some heads up given to some news organizations about this and one of my colleagues I had I've been sitting right here where I am right now on the Senate side of the Capitol and I opened my door and I said to this guy I said geez looks like it's sort of a slow day today and he said come here and uh, that's when he told me about that this guy was on his way. And so I ran over to the, the my booth on the House side, which has a window that looks down the National Mall, right on the west front of the Capitol, and then down toward the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial that you can see in the distance, because I figured, well, if he's going to come to the Capitol, he'll probably come right down the mall. That'd be the easiest way to do it. And I'm looking around and looking around, and I heard the buzz of it arrive. But I guess I was looking more up, and because he was skirting right over the trees. And then uh, I saw some people looking, and so I, I, I stood up. It's a, it's a really tall window. My, my booth, quote-unquote, is in a window well. Yeah. And, and so I stood up on the ledge and looked out, and there the rotor was still spinning. He had just landed. None of the police had converged or anything like that. And I snapped a bunch of pictures and got it up on Twitter probably before anybody else did. And it was, you know, it's... It's a story in one sense, this, this guy demonstrating about campaign fundraising laws, you know, sort of an odd way to do it. But on the other hand, for a lot of us who have worked here and were here on 9-11, etc., it makes you wonder. Because, you know, I was, always remember before 9-11, Herman, everybody always assured me there were fighter jets over at Andrews Air Force yeah. Base that could pop up in a moment's notice. I never believed that, and it wasn't true. Uh, now we do have a lot more people watching the skies around here. But it shows that somebody can get he all the way here under the radar, which is what the Homeland Security chief says this guy did. And if you think about it, uh, the guy flew all the way from Gettysburg in Pennsylvania, all the way down here. That's 75 miles or so. And no one, it didn't raise any alarms. You know, you have to think somebody saw him flying at some point in time. I mean, you're going over the suburbs of D.C., you're going over the city, you're going right down, right up the gut down the National Mall. And yet, the, no alarms went off, uh, obviously. Now, I'm not sure they're going to blow him out of the sky, but it does make you wonder if somebody wants to have a more sinister kind of motive. Uh, could they actually get all the way here and do something like that? Maybe, literally, he did fly below the radar. I can't believe yeah. none of the technology around Washington, D.C., 
picked him up on maybe the size was too small, maybe didn't have enough metal in order to send the radio weight. I mean, I don't know. It's but just still, bizarre. But still, what it shows you is yes. we don't have, I think a lot of people just assume yeah. we have all kinds of air security everywhere. I mean, you know, the story for years has always been that there's guys up on top of the White House with anti-aircraft equipment and more. I mean, for example, not far from where I live, just out in the Maryland suburbs, right along the Potomac River, there's a super-secret naval weapons research facility out there. Yeah. And, you, and I go driving out there every once in a while to take the kids to, we'll go hiking along the river or something like that. And as you go by this facility, there is a Patriot anti-missile battery sitting right there. You know, we've got stuff like that around here in D.C. that is deployed to, you know, maybe shoot down a jet that's coming this way or something like that. Right. So there is stuff that's out there. But on the other hand, something small like this, you know, and it, I think that, that drone incident at the White House from a couple of months ago raises an interesting issue as well, because that's something that's small. That's hard to detect. How do you defend against that? And... You know, I'm not saying that uh, that we're on the verge of having something happen, but it just makes me worry a little as I see something like that. I mean, it is what it was about 20 years ago that a small Cessna made it all the way in here and crashed into the White House. If you don't remember that one, look it up. It was when Bill Clinton was wow. president. And so I think I do remember that. Stuff that like this it. has happened before, and you just hope that the next time it is just somebody who's a mailman delivering something rather than... Uh, somebody with more sinister motives. As you sort of alluded to, it's kind of a quote-unquote slow news day, so a lot of the news sources have been trying to squeeze as much out of the stories out there as they possibly can. So let's don't have stuff like this happen every day. No, no, so let's squeeze some more out of this Hillary Clinton thing in terms of this small group that she talked to yesterday, and it turned out that they were all plants. Well, I don't think anybody should be shocked by that. I took a lot of flack for saying that on the radio yesterday. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that. That it was staged. Absolutely. Look, if you're Hillary Clinton's people, you are never, ever going to set up a small little thing where you just randomly choose somebody from off the street or in a group of people. You're going to make sure that those people are, A, they're Democrats, B, they might have even done work for, uh, you know, either President Obama's organization or even Hillary Clinton before or the state party. You know, that that's the thing. And, and people have been shocked when I've been saying this. But Every time I go into, when I'm on the trail, and I go into an event where it's a very small, tight group of people that are speaking with a candidate, I assume that they have been picked and handpicked by that campaign. There's only a couple uh, politicians out there that I think would sort of trust themselves to walk into a room and talk to anybody. You know, Governor Christie would be one of them. I think that he could handle that, and he wouldn't worry about it. It wouldn't bother him one bit if there was somebody there who was trying to get on him or something like that. But most of, especially the big candidates, would never ever set up something without knowing darn well who those people are. So all of the yelling and screaming about that yesterday, I thought was sort of funny, because to me, yes, that's no shock at all. That's exactly what I would expect from the Clinton team, is to make sure that they know and have vetted those people beforehand. So that's why, as a reporter, about the only sort of, you know, you don't get too many moments when something happens that shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? One yeah. of them might be, uh, who was that guy that asked Bill Clinton about health care years ago? He wasn't expecting it because they didn't handpick the audience in 
Omaha. Yeah, exactly. They handpicked the audience in um, Kansas City. Yeah. They, they didn't screen those in Omaha, uh-huh. and so and that guy named Herman Cain, exactly. he didn't sneak in there. They just didn't. Nope. But that's just, a perfect yeah. example, Herman, right there, of how a, a situation was not fully controlled by the White House in that case, and it jumped up and bit them. And, you know, every time you look on a stage and you see a candidate standing up there with all the people arrayed back there, there's a reason those people.